W-B-N-E. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, I want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs contains spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home and Hawkeye through Episode 5. If you have not seen either of those things, do not listen to this episode. You can also safely assume that if there's any MCU content you haven't seen already, there are spoilers for it in this episode. If you don't want to listen to that, totally fine. Go watch Hawkeye, go see Spider-Man, and come back and hang out with us. But where this is going to be a full spoiler review, okay? All right. Also, if you want to support the show, check out patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Let's get on with it. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're saving the multiverse. Or maybe we're just talking to ourselves. So hire a lawyer. And crash Fandango. Because today we're bringing you Spider-Man No Way Home. You know what, Tyler? <sighs> screw the stats. Well, don't screw the stats. I, but I want to just, just go ahead and let's go ahead and knock it out of the park. This is a one hundred percenter. This is so good. <laughs> this is a one hundred percenter. And I've got, I've got, I've got a laundry list. Why do we call it a laundry list? I don't know. I don't. I don't ever write out a list of my laundry. I'm not like, okay, first I will do darks, then transition to whites, then air dry, which. I'm going to tell you right now, this is not a how to do laundry podcast. Uh, the key to laundry, I learned it this week, smaller loads. Because the worst part of laundry, folding it. Smaller loads through and through. There's less to fold. Ah, Spider-Man No Way Home, directed by John Watts, came out on December 17th, 2001, which was one day ago. $200 million budget so far. This is a Saturday we're recording this came out Thursday previews Friday release 93.3 this Saturday right yeah 93.3 million dollars at the box office 94% critic rating 99% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 72 on Metacritic 100% are from the boys at Bacon and Eggs um do you have a negative professional review I have a negative review from somebody who stylizes himself as a professional but I wouldn't call this a professional review Bilge Abiri from New York Magazine I'm going to read Bill Jabiri from New York Magazine because this is just such a stupid statement. While the previous Holland films have been down, have been mediocre in modest ways, No Way Home feels downright aggressive in its mediocrity. And I, I say compared to what? Yeah, I also think Bilge here does right for Vulture. And so think about it. <laughs> if you're looking back at the pantheon of Spider-Man films and you're like, well, I think, you know, there's three excellent villains who have been portrayed over the years. You've got Alfred Molina, goes without say, Willem Dafoe goes without say, but Vulture was really good. Yeah, yeah. And he they didn't left get to come back out. in this movie. No, he's he's busy being in being being in Morbius. But okay, I got a positive review here from uh let's see. Helen O'Hara from Time Out. Um Spider-Man is always best on the back oh, foot and the, yeah. Time Out is a British publication. I was going to ask, but then I was like he thinks I should know. So I'm just not going to do it. Spider-Man is always best on the back foot and this film puts him thoroughly through the ringer. But it also gives him room to shine and packs an emotional punch that could floor any of his villains. This movie, this movie could have and probably should have sucked 
so bad. Yes, and I'll tell you why. One, Tobey Maguire is old. Yeah, he got old. Andrew Two, Garfield got old, honestly. Andrew Garfield <laughs> does not look 17. And I like that they did the Peter B. Parker thing with both of them. Yeah. Instead of making them like... Like, I, I was already scrolling... And I saw an article that was like, there's a major plot hole in Spider-Man No Way Home. And I didn't have to read the article to be like, to understand like, how is Toby's first villain alive if Toby is like 40 years old and still Spider-Man? I don't need to read that article because they broke the multiverse. That's yeah. how. That's how yeah. he's still alive. My understanding is that they all came in the moment they were dying. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh but I think more impressive than Willem Dafoe and Alfred Merlina, who have amazing performances in this and really recontextualize their characters and, and give life to the characters that they played in the original trilogy, more impressive than that is Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Because Jamie Foxx played a sh Yeah. Jamie, Jamie Foxx was awful. In the first, not and, and again, like that was not his fault. Jamie Foxx is like an Oscar award-winning actor. Yeah, like, no, it was it was probably a bad script, bad direction, bad something. Yeah, those movies just weren't great. Yeah, and I think Andrew Garfield comes in, and I thought he was fantastic. A everybody, everybody, this movie was perfect. Like I, was I have, I have no complaints. I have no complaints. When they, when they first showed up, like. And I was like, oh, we're going to get a battle with all the villains right here on this bridge. And I was like, okay, this is going to be stupid. And then they're going to do a the slog. I'm going to have to do one at a time. Yeah, they're going to do the whole boss rush thing. And then there will be some kind of issue, right? Yeah. But then when the second the Green Goblin shows up and they like whip back to the Sanctum Santorum and it went dead silent for a minute and a kid five rows in front of me goes, what the heck? <laughs> I was like, we got ourselves a movie here, fellas. This, this is a, this is a film. We're, they're doing something. There's, there's something in, going on here. There's something going on here, yeah. Um, no, I mean, this is like, because we've had two previous Spider-Man franchises that ended pretty lacklusterly, right? Like, Yeah. Um, and this was, this, this was, I obviously gave Toby and Andrew the ending they deserved. And that's the thing is like, it gave everybody the kind of ending they deserved, right? Like it gave Spider-Man as a whole. Like this is Avengers Endgame for Spider-Man the concept. Yes. I also love how Sony was like, that Into the Spider-Verse movie that we made was pretty good. I think we could do better. I don't know that they did, but- Oh, I, I mean, they're it, they're inexorably linked now, right? Like, they, those three will be in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. They gotta be. Yes. They have yes. to be. Otherwise, because Andrew Garfield and Jamie Foxx having the conversation about Black Spider-Man. So, I think here- I, Let's start behind the scenes real quick, because we're kind of all over the place. Behind yeah. the scenes, Kevin Feige has come out and said, anything is possible moving forward. Yeah. If you see Charlie Cox, or if you see Daredevil, it'll be Charlie Cox. If you see- uh, D'Onofrio, it will be Wilson Fisk. Or now, that being said, real, real quick, real quick timeout. Neither of us have seen Hawkeye episode five yet. No, uh, but you are you aware of the spoiler in that episode? No. Okay, then I won't tell you. No. Is it that Vincent D'Onofrio is in it? Yes. Okay, cool. So I was right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, okay. we were right about that one. Also, Marvel playing it real close to the chest, being like, we're going to schedule an entire year of films out such that Spider-Man No Way Home and Hawkeye episode five are one day apart. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since like, they like... Since they For, messed uh, it up so bad with uh, WandaVision and Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, because that could have lined up much better. Yeah. <laughs> Did you stay for the Multiverse of Madness trailer? Yeah, which is stupid, but whatever. Well, they did the same thing at the end of, uh, I think it was Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah, but that was 10 years ago. Yeah, I know, and I feel like... Like, like if you're going to make me stay till the end of the movie, like, the past the millions and millions of credits, past the ad for the existence of Georgia, like... You gotta give me a post-credit scene. Yeah. 
not a trailer. You also don't have to give me uh so I like that they're 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 putting Tom Hardy in the mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're all re- all they're really doing is introducing Symbiote to to Earth 616 to, or whatever. To Earth to Marvel Earth, MCU yeah. Earth. Um oh and, and football is life. Danny Rojas. Football <laughs> is life. It's like, I looked at Kato, so he's that Danny Rojas. <laughs> <laughs> he's showing up everywhere. Hey, but what hey, I hey. would argue is like one of the worst performances in Ted Lasso. Yeah, absolutely. But like intentionally so. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they were like, we're going to get somebody in there who. God, when he goes to the funeral and can't wear the shoes. Oh, heartbreaking. <laughs> um, I have no complaints about this movie at all. No, there's. Uh, Did you cry? I cried. Oh, I cried. I cried I a cried. lot. I cried. I, I mean, didn't cry a lot. I cried. I cried very like aggressively twice. <laughs> so there was there was two. Maybe no, three times. Three times. I think when you sit down, with Kevin Feige and the leaders at Sony, you, Kevin Feige says, "Listen, you got two options for when you can release this movie. It can line up with Hawkeye episode five, or it can line up with Captain America or Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode four. Those are your two options. I don't care which one you pick because there's that moment right at the end where Toby stops Peter from." doing the John Walker thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's powerful. And now you've repeated that moment. That's so good. Tony, hold on. Think Tony stops Peter from doing, yeah, Toby stops um, Tom from Tom doing the Captain Mayor or the, uh, the, the John Walker thing on top of the Captain America shield. Yeah. Yeah. They're standing on top of the giant bronze Captain America shield. Yeah. And, and, and there's that scene where Dr. Strange is closing the multiverse from the torch on the, yeah, the torch on of the, the Statue, Statue of Liberty that so wasn't cool. visible 10 minutes prior because there was a Captain America shield <laughs> on the, the, the Statue of Liberty. Anyway, so I want to get back to what I was saying behind yeah. the scenes. Kevin Feige says anything is possible. Leadership at Sony says anything is possible. I think what Kevin Feige is alluding to here is multiverse mashups beyond what anyone is expecting. Like, you got to... Anything you think is off the table is on the table now. Christian Bale's Batman in the MCU, on the table. Michael Keaton's Batman meeting Michael Keaton's Vulture, on the table. On the table. It's 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 there. It's like, I think basically what happens is Kevin Feige goes to leadership at DC and he's like, listen guys, I need real competition. Why don't I give you a boost? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they're like, okay, please. <laughs> or Disney is also about to buy Warner Brothers. <laughs> Just I don't whole think, hog purchase Warner Brothers. I don't think Disney will buy Warner Brothers. No, I, I think it, I think at that point you would get the government involved. There are bigger trusts that the government hasn't broken up. Yeah, but not like not in media. Yeah, because I think at that point they would own ABC and NBC. Yes, but they wouldn't own Fox or CNN. They do own Fox. They do. Yeah, huh. no, they own Fox Searchlight. They don't own Fox the network. That's this. I believe the same company. No, I mean they're like I think they were founded by the same people, but they're not the same company. Tucker Carlson doesn't get checks from Disney. I don't know. They don't. They don't just own Fox Searchlight either. I don't know. I don't know. They own like 20th Century Fox. Correct. Fox Searchlight is the smallest branch. That is a movie studio, not the the news channel. Anyway, nothing is off the table at this point. Nothing is off the table. If you think Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter is going to show up in the MCU, why not? Well, that probably won't happen. That probably won't because that is Warner Brothers' like biggest chip, right? (laughs) Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe (laughs) also not yet old enough to play Harry Potter in the correct timeline. Uh, I think... You could, I mean, Willem Dafoe came back, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, but Harry Potter's not dead. He died that one time. Imagine that retcon. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of at the train station, Harry Potter just shows up in New York. <laughs> Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. There was, just, just like, uh, I wanna, hey, what? I wanted, 
I want to tell you the truth. There's a moment in this movie where they talk about the Mets. Like 10 people around me were like, it's all about the Mets, baby. Go Mets. Go get a home run. Go, go Mets. I thought that was the moment where Vincent D'Onofrio was going to walk out and just be like, it's not always, <laughs> not about, always the about the money spider, spider man. Um, I, was, I, w- I wouldn't call this a complaint, but I would say a cop out was Sandman. I didn't feel like we got enough of Sandman's face. Yeah, he was in Spider-Man 3, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've seen that movie once, and so when he showed up, I was like, hmm, I don't remember anything about you. That's crazy, because I don't remember anything about Lizard, because that was the Amazing Spider-Man 1, right? Amazing Spider-Man 1, yeah. Yeah. Kurt Connors, man. Nothing. Even when the actor showed up, I was like, maybe I'll recognize him. Nope. He was uh, uh he was Richard Parker's partner. Yeah. Dr. Connors. Sure. Am I supposed to know who that is? Yeah, he's Dr. Connors. This the 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 amount of uh just because because they made these movies so many times, the amount of pervasiveness that the Spider-Man villains have in like like Spider-Man has I would say, except for Batman, the most complete like set of villains tied to him that yes, they've actually used say, on screen. And I would say they're among the most recognizable. Like, yeah, I think there's no villain more iconic than the Joker. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, but like, I would put Green Goblin on the same level as Penguin. Oh, I would put him above Penguin. You think? Yeah. Willem Dafoe is, as as the Green Goblin is uh, more in the lexicon than Danny DeVito is the Penguin. Yeah. And like Doc Ock at this point, because now you've had three good Doc Ocks. Yeah. You've had Spider-Man and PS4 Doc Ock, who was amazing. That was such... Did you cry playing that game? Yeah. I got a little emotional. And then you got uh, Spider-Verse Doc Ock. And Doc you've Ock, got... who's amazing. And then you have um, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. Who? So moments like... I cried, obviously, when, when May died and she said the line. Ho, ho! And I cried when <laughs> when Tom started the line and Toby finished it. And when, when uh, Andrew and when, saved MJ. When Andrew saved MJ and gets her down to the ground... <laughs> Got what a redemption. me good. What, like so, I knew it was coming. Every gratuitous thing that they could do, oh, yeah. they did. When when and Toby McGuire's looking at Andrew Garfield, and he's like, "Hey, stop talking about stuff like that. You're amazing. You're amazing." <laughs> I was like, "That is the funniest thing you've ever said, Toby McGuire." Toby McGuire. I have a newfound respect for the dude. I really do. Like, I've always liked the Raimi trilogy a lot. It's always been, yeah, you know, close to the. Close to the heart. Sure. Um, but I think for a long time, I've been pretty cold on Toby. But then as I was watching it, I was like, I need to go into Audible and just search Toby Maguire's name. Listen to anything he will read me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's such a good narrator, right? Because like that he yeah. makes The Great Gatsby what it is. Um, yeah. God, when Andrew Garfield says that line about like, what, are you just going to say the world dressed like a cool youth pastor? Or do you have your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls it. And he just goes... Yeah, pulls the, the, the collar down a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I, I will say, I always got the suit. I think, I think on set, Toby, Andrew, and uh, um, Tom sat down because if you remember the press tour for Spider-Man, what was the first one? Homecoming. Yeah, or even I think it was Civil War. Uh, Tom Holland was like, I'll play Spider-Man forever. I want to be yeah. doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah, and then when you get to. Uh, the press store for this one, he was like, I don't know how much longer I'll play Spider-Man. And then he only signed a contract for three films, which sounds like a lot, but it's not three Spider-Man movies. No, it's, it's like three appearances. Three appearances, which is like, oh, you're almost like done. Like Benedict Wong signs these contracts 10 movies at a time. 
That well, dude shows up in everything. And I don't think I don't think Tom Holland is almost done. I think that he will only be in three movies for the next couple of years because nobody in the world remembers who he is. Correct. It's like we're ha- we're gonna have to get a little bit of that going. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure that out. Like they can't they can't unsnap that in whatever the next I movie do, is. So in Captain Marvel so two, I don't I wouldn't call this a plot hole. I will say, if Carol Tom Danvers Holland- is the only person that remembers who Peter Parker is, I'll lose my mind. Why would Carol remember? I don't know. Just because she has that like, hey Peter Parker line and she's like she's off world and whatever like yeah if she was like oh i was outside of the universe when that spell happened or if the scrolls know who he is i think there's mm. an opportunity there i don't know if they like apply to the same rules yeah ben mendelson shows up just like oh hey look it's peter parker and he's like what the what did you and then he's you? like my name is krennic i am i'm nolan sorrento <laughs> whoa no way no way <laughs> what a crossover Spider-Man, he can finally go home now, directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, when he opens that apartment door at the end, I thought it was going to be Toby's apartment. I did, too. I was a little sad when it wasn't. Um, you get the rent when you fix this damn light bulb, whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are we saying? Yeah, so to Toby, three more movies. Which, by the way, I do want to... Benedict Wong, I think, has been in every MCU project. Since his since, is. Yeah. Since Doctor Strange. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's the Sorcerer up. Supreme now. He is the Sorcerer Supreme, which I thought that was like... A, that's not a throwaway line. That's a big deal. Oh, nothing's a throwaway in line in this movie, right? Because of yeah. the multiverse thing. Like, this movie was handcrafted. Yeah. Like we we will be going back to this one a lot. Right, right. Like like Riley Murtaugh needs to just keep that one on the hard drive for all of your brother's <laughs> videos forever. Yeah. They'll just keep going back to uh, and, and this look, this poster of a cat in the background. There's a lot of Rogers the Musical posters. Well, I mean it's it's a smash hit. Can you imagine if- It also takes place at the same Christmas. So like Rogers is just about to come out. Yes. Can you imagine if Tom Holland was on screen with Haley Steinfeld? Um, I mean, it'll probably happen. Poor Zendaya. You had a good run. She it, Honestly, she was so good in this movie. She was so good. And it was so funny there at the end when they're like trying to do the thing where they don't know each other, but they're like dating in real life and their yeah. chemistry is so freaking magical. Yeah. And it's like, you can't convince me for one second, Zendaya, that you don't know who Tom Holland is. That being said, when she's like, hey, uh, can I can I get you anything? I was just like, oh man, it worked. It, worked. it like really worked. Yeah. I thought, so they showed, there was a very intentional shot of him shoving the note in his back pocket. Yeah. And I thought maybe they were going to come back to that. Like he's pulling his wallet out and it fell out and she found it or something. And that would be like a little like, oh, what's to come next? Nope. I, at the moment, he is just letting everybody get along with their lives. Yeah. We're going to have some like, it's a wonderful web movie where like, Stop. where the world is not better off without <laughs> Peter Parker. Without people knowing who Peter Parker yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, God. It's a wonderful web. <laughs> and J. Jonah Jameson being like, look, any man who doesn't come out as Spider-Man is a coward. I was like, oh, wow. It really worked. Yeah. I was hoping that hey, here's and this was the, the truly gratuitous fan service moment that I was hoping for is that we would get a J. Jonah Jameson from all three universes and that they would do the point at each other thing. Oh, that would have been good. But no, no. And even Toby didn't say anything like, "Oh, that's J. Jonah Jameson." <laughs> I know. I'm surprised like, that I'm surprised that him and Andrew weren't just like this fucking guy. Well, this guy he wasn't right? J. Jonah Jameson in Amazing Spider-Man. It was somebody else. Was it? Um, I didn't yeah. know there was a J. Jonah Jameson in Amazing Spider-Man. It's been a minute. Think, I've I've seen those movies once, and I will rewatch them now because uh, because they matter well, now. Because <laughs> they matter now. They've yeah. been Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. 
right? Oh, like, okay. I care about Boba Fett now. I watched Empire Strikes Back. And I'm like, no, Boba, don't go to the Starlight Pit. You fool. You fool. What are you doing? You fool. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm like. Excited for Book of Boba Fett. This, this movie didn't suck, right? When, when they first announced the name Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, I remember, like, my whole body eye rolled. Yes. I was just like, are you, oh, are you kidding me? And I they, have they, to do this. They did the trailer for this one, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. They're going to ruin the whole thing. And they just didn't. And they just didn't. And I think as long as they keep doing it right. Yes. Yeah. We got to stop expecting them to have a, a miss, a, a full on miss. Like, listen, if you didn't like Eternals, whatever. Well, I mean, it's not that I'm expecting them to have full on miss. It's just like I, I'm so cautious. They, I'll tell still, you one right? thing. Like, they have cemented. This is not the Infinity Saga. Yes. This yes. is different now. This is different. It is more. It is also less. Yes. This movie felt surprisingly intimate. Yeah. I, I think, though, that, that all three of the Holland Spider-Man movies have managed to do that. Yes. Because he... he and I think it's interesting, right? Because he he has his big moments in the Avengers movies and Civil War. And then, like, just goes back to New York and just f- fights crime. Amazing Spider-Man. This just crime am- Boston, amazingly, right? amazingly fights crime. Yeah, hella crime. Just regular crime. And he's like, I get Spider-Man in Boston. They have crime in Boston, right? And Ned's like, yeah, wicked crime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think MJ got into MIT the first time. Yeah? I do. Interesting. I think she opened her letter and saw on Peter's face that he didn't. I don't think she did because college acceptances come in big, uh, big envelopes big envelopes yeah, yeah big envelopes like a welcome packet also college acceptances from what i understand now don't come in letters at all and it's a, it's a email to it's, your yeah it's like an inbox yeah you gotta like log into the the portal yeah like your gmail port you like open it in gmail and then, and then log into like the university portal for which you don't have an id number yeah yeah do you remember your college id number uh zero zero seven two six five two six zero zero seven one one seven seven one wow that's that's easy it's all no it's all yeah. sevens and ones yeah it's all just, it's just two numbers it's just two numbers man imagine if social security numbers like that it is really no, I'm kidding, no. seven seven one seven one one seven one. Oh yes yeah. it's kind of tough isn't it it's tough to count Wait, where's pickles uh in the other room go get him go get him go get him we want to see too <laughs> <laughs> what were you waiting by the <laughs> Where's the dog? Where's the dog? Right, go get it's, the dog. It's, it's, I, I gotta, I'll go get him. It's kind of a chore to get out of this room right now, though. I, I, just, I don't care. I, I, I'm, I'm not just telling you. for excuses. I'm not. I'm just telling you. He said it's a chore to get out of that room right now. Too bad. Look who's here to see the dog. Where did you put him? I got. He's right here. He's like on the desk? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, so Look at this guy. He's a puppy. Look at this guy. Say hi, puppy. Oh. Here, squeak oh, into the microphone, she, Pickles. She said does he bark? A little bit. He's barked a couple times. Little, little tiny puppy little barks. Oh he makes a lot of squeaks. God. He's very squeaky. Okay. You want to hold the puppy? Do we need to bring him over later? Yes. She's, this is please. And she said please. You want to hold the puppy? You want to hold the puppy? He is the most precious being. Keeps reaching her hands out to hold the puppy. We'll have the puppy over later. Really? Yeah. Tar house? Potentially. Can you bring the puppy here? I don't know. That's up to Kate. Okay. What do you say? He says it's up to Kate. Yeah, this is the guy. This is little pickle guy. <laughs> say hi, say hi puppy. Say hi, Uncle Ethan. <laughs> She's at a friend. Gonna happen to be the puppy. Say bye bye, Dad. Yeah, that my, is a cute freaking dog. Guy. Oh he, my god. He weighs gosh. nothing. Nish. Yeah, he's just he's so he's so small and squishy. He I have like no 
every picture I see, he's a different size. Yeah, I can't absolutely. quite grasp how small or large he is. Um, I mean, he's long. He's, he's got a long wheelbase. Big. Got a long, got a long wheelbase. Yeah, he's he's about yay big. He's I don't know. As uh, he, when he curls up, he sits right here on my forearm. Oh, yeah, he weighs literally nothing. He's made of bird bones and magic. There, I mean, he's gonna get heavy. Oh, for sure. There's Corgos. They're bigger than you think. Oh, yeah. This is my guy. He's extremely soft. Yeah. He's got little floppy ears. He's so freaking cute. He has not yet gotten the hang of um of outside. Was he, was he in Spider-Man No Way Home? He was not in Spider-Man No Way Home. I he was not born yet one. when they finished it. It's the only one. How bad do you feel for Toby and Andrew that, like, for a year, people were like, are you in the freaking movie? Which, like, one, hindsight, obviously they were in the movie. Yeah. Like, obviously. That's how I felt even watching the press tour. I was like, There's gonna, they're gonna be in this. Even, like, the trailers and stuff. I was like, you're gonna put I mean, Alfred you, Molina in Right, you can't have Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe without both of them, right? Like, And they left right. it pretty darn late in the movie. Yeah, but, like... Every time somebody showed up, my theater erupted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was almost surprised that... Well, I was surprised that Miles Morales was in it. And I thought it was a cheap shot for Jamie Foxx to be like, thought she would have been black. And Miles Morales to not, like, make an appearance. Yeah. I was like, ugh. No, I, I just... But, I truly think that they, the, the three of them are going to be in Spider-Verse 2. That's fine, but you don't... Like, listen, you've already committed too much, Kevin. You've, you've given me more than I ever could have asked for. But you haven't cemented that relationship until you put in I think, like, Mahershala Ali as Predator or Prowler or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, no. Isn't he who voiced him? Oh, in... In, in Spider-Verse? Is it? I think so. Oh, Mahershala Ali is Blade. Is Blade. Is the yeah. problem. I know. Also, you have but a... is it a problem? You have an Aaron Davis. It's, um... Well, he's not... He hasn't been on screen, but it's uh, uh Gambino's nephew. No, Aaron... Da it, Gambino is Aaron yeah. Davis. Yeah, Gambino is Aaron yeah. Davis. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is Shamik Moore isn't he's Miles tall. Morales. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a huge big. dude. <laughs> yeah. Miles Morales is like itty bitty. <laughs> yeah, it'd be wild if Miles Morales was just like, what's up? I'm Spider-Man. I'm 6'5". Uh, uh, but they, they did like, that with Wolverine and like, it was like, yep, that's what Wolverine is now. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, but like he, Wolverine being small doesn't matter. Nobody knew that, right? That wasn't. I think people knew that. Anybody that played like X-Men knew that on the Sega Genesis. Anybody who read comics knew that. Granted, comic book readers, I, I keep ending up on like, this is what's different about these characters from the comics and the movies videos. Yeah. And like, I don't care. I want to care. I want to read these stories. They sound very interesting. They always present them in such a way like, if you think Shang-Chi is interesting in the movie, you've got no idea. Yeah. And it's like, you're approaching this the wrong the way. The complete wrong way. Right. It's like, if you want to know why he's so interesting in the movie, check out this amazing source material. Right. That's I think, is a better approach. Like, he, you know, the best approach would be, here are the comics that they pulled inspiration for the movie from. Yeah. Here is where you can read that story. Yeah. It's a little bit different. But every single time, it's like, you get in and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm oh, the Shang-Chi one is what threw me off. He was like, yeah, I learned every assassination method in seven years. And the comic version was like, really? Will I spend 59 years in a dungeon in Sri Lanka learning it? It's like, shut up. You're not better than me, man. Yeah. Simu Liu. So good. He bought a house on Selling Sunset. I mean, come on. What? There's a Netflix show called Selling Sunset. It's like the real housewives of Orange County, but they're realtors. Are we scoring and, now, And uh, one of their clients was Simu Liu. Mm, that's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Good time. You want to see? Hey, check this out. Check out my new outfit. I know you're like, hey, Tyler, nice sweatshirt. And listen, I'm with you. But check this out. It it goes further. Look at this. You're like, oh, oh man. Matching, matching pants? Actually, matching shorts. Oh, look at you. Sorry, yeah. Guys. And I know you're like, oh, look at you there. What's what's that? I'll tell you what it is, Ethan. It's a puppy on the back. Nice. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Proud of you. Thank you. I thought you'd appreciate this. Was that an anniversary gift? That was, we, so we, your fourth anniversary is your paper anniversary. So the way we celebrated that was opening all of our Christmas gifts because they were wrapped in paper. I thought first was paper. No. Fourth is paper. Are we sure it's not fifth? Uh... Let's look it up. I feel like every year is paper until it's like gold. Uh, third is leather. Leather? Oh, you're right. Fourth is fruit or flowers. Whoops, we goofed. Um, first is paper. Second is cotton. Third is leather. Fourth is fruit or flowers. Fifth is wood. Um, sixth gets a little weird. Candy or iron. Uh, seventh, which is going to be, I think that's an easy one. You get uh, gummy vitamins for iron. Like iron. like uh, the iron supplement as yeah. gummy vitamins? Yeah, I think that's, I mean. I as Vitacraves? Yeah. That is the cutest freaking dog in the world. This is the most distracting thing I've ever seen. I know. I'm going to go give him back to Kate because he's getting squirmy. He's so freaking cute. Has he peed on you yet? No, he has not peed on me. He has peed on the floor twice, but... Good boy. Yeah. He has not mastered outside yet. Well, I do... It's not easy. I'll tell you that. No, not just like the the potty training part. Like, he, like, won't pee outside like even we take him outside he's just like i don't like this uh this is the grass is I don't, very tall i don't like it yeah pointy yeah so yeah anyway say bye pickles bye pickles, say bye, pickles. Oh, his I paws are still pink there is no sign of land i know his toe beans are pink okay okay i gotta take my headphones off Bye, Pickles. God, your breath smells. Spider-Man. I found myself being like, why didn't they include such and such character? As though this wasn't full of so right, many and, cool and characters. The thing is, every time they do one of these movies, I'm like, oh, weird. You know, uh, like Hulk wasn't in Civil War. What's that yeah. about? <laughs> Hulk and Thor were in Civil War. They were busy. <laughs> they, were, they were in Sakaar. Team Thor. <laughs> yeah. With Taika Waititi. Yeah. Um, yeah, this thing is like, I don't, I don't even know who else I would have wanted in it. I, I did think, though, that they were going to bring James Franco back. I thought James Franco may show up because he'd totally do it. I also thought there may be a more explicit Spider-Man PS4 reference. Although they did right at the end, right? Like, he puts the new suit on and that's the new suit sequence from Spider-Man PS4, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. almost to a T. Yeah. Um. He, he sews his own suit for the first time. We got poor Peter for the first time. Ugh, so good. Um. What was I saying? Yeah, I, I thought, thought Ned I, and MJ were both going to die. Did you? I did. When they took May, I was like, that hurt a lot. Yeah, I can't believe they did that, honestly. And Marissa Tomei on the press tour was so... She did not hint at it at all. Nope. nope. She was doing videos being like, yeah, I mean, she had a thing with Happy. Maybe she'll have a thing with Ant-Man. Like, what? <laughs> Although that's got to be honestly easier. Like, if you know you're going to die at the end of the movie, it has to be easier to just make stuff up. Right, just lie. Yeah, to just flat out lie. Yeah. Because, like... People, if if you die, nobody's going to be disappointed that she didn't have a thing with Ant Man, right? Like, right. Nobody's going to go back to the press that, tour. When she said that, I was like, "You just don't know anything about the MCU. Like, you just show up and do your job for these Sony movies. You don't like Ant Man is the only character to be like named with his significant other in the title. Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> Hope Van Dyne, uh, Evangeline Lilly. It's it's upsetting when she's not in movies. Okay, Any you movie can't have I've every seen. actress in every movie. <laughs> Like they can't just every MCU movie doesn't have to cut back to a scene of like Florence Pugh and Haley Steinfeld and Evangeline Lilly at a bar together. <laughs> Could you imagine looking straight down the MCU camera movie? and going, "Hello, Tyler. Hello, I was in Lost. <laughs> I was in Lost." Can you imagine if that's how every MCU started? Was those three women sitting at a like a McLaren's pub being <laughs> talking like, about their other roles? 
Right. No, just talking about like that's the movie. It's like them telling each other stories at the bar, being yeah. like, "Did you hear about the time Peter got in into a tizzy with other Peters?" Oh my god! Let me yeah. tell you all about it. Stage or er, er, uh, not stage? Um, <laughs> what phase? Phase? Phase storm use? Phase five is yeah, just gonna be. <laughs> Every story told by honestly at the end of the movie when he was at the graveyard, I looked over Kate and I was like, I swear to God, if Valentina shows up right now, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, yeah. No, that would have messed me up big. time. But happy showing up. Honestly, that was that was such a great. It's weird that they like so they don't know Peter at all, but they do know know Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 Well, that's how Toby started. Nobody knew him. Except for all of his friends at school and his aunt and uncle and Norman. Yeah. Also, so anyway, this is what I wanted to say. Press tour on set. I think this is going back a while now where I was talking about like Toby or uh, Tom being like, I want to do this until I die. And then after this one, only signing a contract for three movies. I think what happened was they were on set and Alfred Molina and Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were sitting there talking to Tom Holland and we're like, listen, man. I'm going to give you some advice. Your most valuable asset, if you didn't know, is that Tom Holland face, baby boy. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have a little discussion with John Watts. Ain't nobody wearing a mask in this movie unless they absolutely have to. Yeah. Nobody wearing a mask. What? What? Here's what we'll tell him. How are they going to know who's who? Shut up. Ain't nobody wearing it. You want that Tom Holland pretty boy face on the camera as much as possible. When they all there was when they all put the masks on and swung around the side of the Statue of Liberty as a team for the first time. Oh, uh, I was like, oh man, that's good. That's stuff. a cool scene. Yeah, there was before Tom and Andrew. No, Tom was in it before Toby and Andrew showed up. The scene where Willem Dafoe is fighting them and and he's you know he just turned and he's he's whooping. They really show that like Tom is the weakest Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. Like he has relied on technology and the help of others. Absolutely, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> But he's been on a team before. Uh, but he's been on a team before. So he has that advantage. But while they were doing that, I swear they digitally altered his face to like look like Andrew Garfield and, and Tobey Maguire at certain parts. Yeah. Because there were times where he would be punching him and I'd be like, he's not punching Tom Holland. I swear well, they did. Uh, yeah, you watch and I again. thought they were going to do something like that because when he, when Doctor Strange pushes his body out of him, and I don't think we've seen the end of this, but when Doctor Strange pushes his body out of him, he's still, his soul out of him, he still has control of his body. I think that was a spider sense. I think that was like that's the level of instinct that that. Oh, to, so that yeah, I thought I thought Peter that Parker was how has. we were gonna get um the other spiders, man. Is that they were gonna like uh, inhabit the body, right? Like you push you push Tom out and like Toby fills in the space. Oh, I don't know. He was good. Know. I don't feel like Toby we've seen the end of that. I don't feel like we've seen the end of that. God, that was a good movie. When Andrew Garfield shows up for the first time, man, that was a good scene. When he like hops out and yeah. it's like and pulls off the mask and it's just like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm Peter Parker. And uh what what can I do for you? They're like, What? You're not Peter. You're not Peter Parker. Ned's a sorcerer. Yeah, Ned's a sorcerer. That's gonna have to be dealt with. Yeah. MJ is still just MJ. Michelle Ugh. Jones Watson. Just Jones. I don't use Watson. Not Mary Jane. No Broadway career for RMJ. <laughs> I wanted I wanted Emma Stone to show up as as Spider Gwen. I really wanted that. I know you said that, but it would have been powerful for her to show up and be like, "Oh, in my universe, I tried to save Peter and he died." And then Andrew Garfield would have to be like, "Uh, uh, who is what's her name? Gwen Stacy." Gwen Stacy. Gwen? Yeah. yeah, I just said that. <laughs> yeah, Gwen, you're alive. You're alive. Yeah. But then it would have been like, you weren't surprised that Jamie Fox is alive. <laughs> like, that's weird too, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely thought they were gonna pull. The Harry Osborn out to stop Norman. I liked how they did it. I, I did liked too. Everything about I did too. But he he made that comment of something about his son 
And I was like, oh, yeah. man, they're going to. When I realized he was going to be the big bad, I was like, they're going to pull Harry out. He's going to walk out of nowhere and just be like, Dad, what are you what are you doing? He's going to walk it's out Peter. and see. No, yeah. He's going to say, Peter, what are you doing? He's going to see Peter kill Norman Osborn again. Oh, that would have been wild. Yeah. That would have been wild. Yeah. Uh, aliens I... don't like rocks, okay? What? Hey, you know what aliens like? Aliens like human flesh. <laughs> what are you talking about? That was Tom Hardy at the end. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sound a lot more like, <laughs> like Rocket. <laughs> I mean, look, I haven't seen Let There Be Carnage, and I don't know what happens in the post-credit scene. Um, that was the best Eddie Brock moment that we've gotten ever. Uh, do you want to know what happens in the post-credit scene? I also haven't seen it, but sure. I've seen the post-credit scene. Um, he cuts a TV. He, like, room he's in flashes or whatever. He cuts a TV on as J. Jonah Jameson. Okay. That's it. Weird. Yeah. Because he clearly doesn't exist in... Weird. Weird. He was in the he was starting to Danny Rojas in the MCU. Yeah, and then he went back. Yeah, I think they're just like, hey, just so you know, we can pull this in anytime. It's like a threat. Yeah, <laughs> like like a looming threat. Yeah, I think I think Topher Grace should have had a cameo. Wouldn't that have been something? No, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad <laughs> that they is didn't. Venom. Just like just like is in the background or something. <laughs> Uh, is an extra bring in uh, Elizabeth Banks and Octavia Spencer from Spider-Man one <laughs> as Betty Brant and the person that checks Spider-Man into the wrestling match. <laughs> the Betty Brant storyline. I keep waiting for Tom to have some sort of relationship with that girl. Well, now she doesn't know he exists. Yeah, probably for the best. Yeah. What kind of implications is that going to have? Are we going to come into episode six of Hawkeye and be like, something's a little bit off here? Yeah. <laughs> Something doesn't quite add up. No, because um, Peter already well, doesn't like exist. Jeremy Renner's what? Peter already doesn't exist when Hawkeye starts. Oh, really? Oh, you're right. Cause it's Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So Hawkeye can't just be like, I can't call. Sp I don't know. There's got to be something. I can't imagine. I mean, Jeremy it is really convenient for why Hawkeye yeah. doesn't just call Spider-Man the hero that lives in New York. To help right. him out with the with the tracksuits. <laughs> with the tracksuits track suits and Spider-Man's villain. Well, I'm going to laugh if in episode villain. six, Matt Murdock is just like, man, I had an appointment this day, but I don't know who it's with. <laughs> uh, oh, man. When Daddy Maddie showed up. Uh, I was so mad. I was so here for it. Uh, Charlie Cox. I can't Daddy. believe it. I don't, I don't know what TikTok you watched about that that I missed, but I just. I'm just, I just, I liked the Daredevil series. Oh, I mean, I, I did too. Like, I don't have any problem with like, him being back. It's just the fact that you were right about it. Just nailed it. That you were like, yeah, he's going to be Spider-Man's lawyer because Spider-Man has to get himself out of the situation. I was like, Are you, there's no way. And then he shows up. <laughs> and you were like, well, <laughs> that, line, that line might be one of the best lines of the whole movie. When he throws the, grabs the brick. <laughs> Tom's like, how did you do that? And he goes, I'm a very good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think actually that might be something to it. There may be something to like Matt Murdock is blind. Daredevil is superhuman. He doesn't need to know Peter's identity or he can just obviously hear that his client and Spider-Man have the same voice. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It might be. Although oh, yeah. No, yeah, whoa, that's not a bad theory, but he wouldn't need a client because nobody knows that Peter is Spider-Man. That's true, but like, or he wouldn't need a but he'll meet. He, he could meet Peter somehow and be like, "You're Spider Man." Peter's like, "What?" He's yeah. like, "Okay, you sound yeah, just like Spider Man." Sound exactly. You the sound same. exactly like Spider Man. <laughs> like, it's not. Uh, this is not a plot hole. I think it was addressed well. Peter's like the only MCU character that's not unmasked. Like this move, like that being a big deal. When Tony takes the mask off at the end of Iron Man One, which I think connecting Iron Man One to to No Way Home with that plot point, yeah, very good. That like the ending of Iron Man 1 is I am Iron Man. The beginning of No Way Home is 
Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, but like when he comes out as Iron Man, at the beginning of Iron Man 2, he's going like to defense meetings that are televised being like, I privatized world peace. I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm amazing. Right. You, like it's not a big deal. I guess it comes back to bite him in the face in Iron Man 3 when Pepper almost dies. But then he's just like, no, Pepper's rescue. Pepper's got this cool. It arc. comes back to bite him in Iron Man 2 when Justin Hammer is like, I need to kill this guy. Yeah. I need to have him and assassinated. The, and the And the whiplash dude. Yeah, waiting for, yeah, I'm not. waiting, I'm waiting for the retcon, the Boba Fett retcon on that one. On what one? On, on Whiplash. What about Whiplash? Just, just when he shows up at a TV show to make him cool. Oh, yeah. That like, like, they, hey, they, we got they, this they, dude they fixed most of, most of the movies, right? Where like, you need to go back and watch Avengers Age of Ultron and think it's the best movie and stuff like that. We're like, right. They haven't come back around on Iron Man 2 yet. It's a rough one, man. It's a rough one. That's what I'm saying. Did, it's like I need, I need Justin Hammer to show up. They've referenced Justin Hammer a few times. Yeah. Uh, he shows up in Doctor Strange briefly. There's like the, it's one of the, the patients he could take who was one of Justin Hammer's test subjects. Yeah. Uh, and then I think he showed up at another point. Tell me this. It was in What If. What If is where it happened. I haven't seen it. I know you haven't. I was thinking about, there's a scene where they put Mark Ruffalo into Edward Norton's shoes. It was What If. And I, I'm just not happy about it. Well, I we got to watch it now because there's the there's a the girl in, in Multiverse of Madness that has the Captain America jacket on. What? In the trailer, there was a woman wearing the Captain America star. Was it Peggy Carter? I don't know. You only saw the back. Of her. Oh. I I did not frame by frame that trailer. That's the only the single detail I remember because I was sitting there thinking ah, I got to watch What If now. I remember watching the trailer and being like, I should rewatch WandaVision. I loved that show. I was watching the trailer like, wow, I got to stop watching trailers for the MCU because this looks like garbage. Yeah, but so did this movie. That That's what I'm watched. saying. That's what I'm saying. I got to stop basing literally anything off the trailers. Yeah, because that movie looks like dog. I this movie say, looked like dog shit, and it wasn't. And the, you know what was really dog shit was the posters for this movie. Well, they were they were just hiding so much, right? Like they, right. they, they were there was no way to advertise this movie. <laughs> there right. was no way to advertise this movie. Oh, so good. No JK Simmons JK Simmons put in his best performance as J. Jonah Jameson in this movie. Disagreed. Oh no, absolutely. Give me some pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah, he's just he's he's still got it though. Like just just to see him still have it. Yeah, I liked the little narrative that was going on where it was like J. Jonah Jameson is doing this in front of a green screen in his basement. To he has a studio. To he has trucks. Yeah. and news vans. Like, yeah, it, it's it doesn't just work. It works well. Yeah, yeah, he's Alex Jones or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. He's Tucker Carlson. I think Tucker Alex Carlson Jones is in like his that. basement. I know Tucker Carlson would be like, let's consider Spider Man. Yeah, let's 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 think about what what Spider Man's perspective is on this. Is he right or is he a menace? I don't know. Here's Rachel Maddow to tell you. I don't think he would ever throw it to Rachel Maddow. I do think Rachel Maddow probably wouldn't be super team. Hannibal Burris being Rick a conspiracy theorist. That oh, was I a know. blow to my John Watts trilogy. Because no, you know it was I great. love Hannibal Burris. Yeah, but it was great. Ugh. I mean, he's just like, we know what you did. This movie gave a lot of credit to Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, the Mysterio story. This is honestly, I, mean, I guess it is literally part three of the same three film arc. Yeah. But it felt very much like a part two to... Yeah, it's Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, right? Right. It's exactly like that, where the first one was great, the second one was all right and had absolutely nothing to do with the first one. Right. And, and then, then the, the third, third one, one has everything to do with the second one and is fantastic. Yeah. So the fourth one is going to be really The fourth bad. one is going to be absolutely terrible and have Penelope Cruz in it. They're going to get rid of Zendaya. They're going to get rid of Ned. <laughs> And they're going to put Penelope Cruz <laughs> in it. Tom Holland is dating Penelope Cruz. Tom Holland is dating Penelope Cruz. And then Tom Holland is going to get kicked out of his Harry Potter role for no reason. 
Yes. And they're going to replace him with Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. No, it's Tom Hall. Who's another? They're going to replace him with like Timothy Chalamet. Hello. Hey, baby. Yeah. Oh. Hi again. God, she has so much hair. Yes. Hi, is. Olivia. Ouch. Can you say hi? Hi, Olivia. God, what a bean. Are you ready for a nap? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom. Hey, mama. What a cute stir. Bye, baby. I love you. How's the other one doing? He's asleep, but he's good. They were both sick yesterday, but all they had was a fever. No cough. Weird. No sneezing. No runny nose. Like, literally just a fever. And so I had to work from home, which is fine. Oh. But it was like, I don't know what to do. Like, they, I, I don't know how to... There's no symptoms I can treat other I can't, than... I can't fix this. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> other than you have the chills. Yeah. Here's a blankie. Here's Coco Melon. you don't even know how to communicate that, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> all of a sudden, the world is very cold. Yeah, I, I know what you need because I've had a fever before. Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't know why you're under blankets and shivering. Here's a blankie. Here's JJ. Have fun. Yeah. Enjoy Coco Melon. Enjoy Coco Melon. You going to go see Blippi the musical? Uh, I didn't know that was happening. Um, But I think what makes Blippi so great is that there are no like flashy cuts and it's not like oh no it's like a live show like oh like you have to like go and see it like at the civic center is is like they're doing blippy the musical at the civic center is the blippy gonna be in it or is it like somebody else plays blippy taller i i don't okay you're assuming several things here one that I did any research on this past looking at the the Civic Center marquee as I drove by this morning. Uh-huh. Two, that I know in any way what Blippi is. Blippi's a show. And it's okay, like, I, b- beyond that base level of it's on television. Can I tell you a story about kids TV that got me in, almost in trouble last night? Sure. I was at the movie theater and I sit down. I have seat I-12, okay? And the people next to me in I-11 and I-10 are a couple. They're like college students. And they like... We're not jazzed that somebody had the seat right next to them. They weren't like rude about it or anything, but they were definitely like, I wish we could sit with like a spacer between us and other people. But then like they started talking about stuff and they were like, we paid $30. Nobody checked our tickets. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know. Tell me about it. I actually bought tickets for three showtimes on accident because I didn't know they went through. And then we started talking a little bit and the girl in the couple starts being like, uh, it starts talking about her daycare job. And she was like, isn't it crazy that we just like put kids in a room with an iPad and let them watch Peppa Pig. And I was like, oh my God, don't show them Peppa Pig. Have them watch Bluey. And they just get like dead quiet. Like they, they were like, what the fuck did we just say? What have we done? Did we offend somebody? And I was like, I'm, I mean, I'm just messing around. I have a toddler and, and she likes Bluey. It's like, it's fine. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about kids. And I was like, okay, cool. It was very awkward, man. It was very weird. Cause like we would get like having a conversation and being normal. And then, and then they would like make it weird. They'd be like, why are you talking to us? And it's like, cause we're sitting right fucking next to each other. That's why I'm talking to you. Doesn't have to be weird. It was weird enough that you sat right next to them. I had a reserved seat. Okay. And there was a group of people. No, I couldn't. There was seven people to the end of the row next to me. Did you buy a reserve seat next to somebody? That was the only available seat. Go to a different showing. It was 1030 at night. It's COVID. They had masks on. I did not. That's probably why they thought you were weird. Yeah, probably. probably like, why, why is this Republican sitting next to us? Talking about blue, talking about Bluey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I thought Bluey. you'd be wanting to watch Reddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man uh, wears red and blue. So just that's think true. about that. Mostly red. Uh, not that new suit. That new suit's like spack, spangled. Spangler. That new suit Spangler. is blue. Blue. Blue suit. Blue suit. Blue, blue suit Spider-Man. I didn't quite understand. He had a black suit on at one point, and I was like, I don't know what this... <coughs> I don't know what this is. It's a stealth suit. When did he get that? N- far from home. It's the Night Monkey. No, the Night Monkey is like a sweater. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. 
Let me let me pull I up the next so. one. I don't think so. Pretty sure it's just Black Spider Man. No, I think you're wrong. It's got like goggles, like like steampunk goggles to it. Well, it's the he was not wearing this suit in that scene. Let me just share this with you right now, Ethan. Sim cosplay make it simple dot com. Oh, it's just Sim class cosplay. That that makes more sense. So yeah, he just got a new black suit. He put like. They made a whole big thing out of like, oh, his suit's covered in paint. It's going to be miserable to get the paint off. And then I did like the like. But half... then May fixed it for him. Yeah, May. Oh, we love May. The half Iron Spider, half uh, Homecoming suit. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Alfred Molina. Doc Ock being a good guy. Like a proper good guy. Because Tom Holland fixed his nano chip. Yeah. I didn't realize how evil he was. Yeah. And oh man, how like how well he played that character. He's such a force on screen. You oh know? my god. I mean, he's so intimidating. I think if I was on set with that dude, I'd be like, I'm I'm genuinely scared right now. Except I he's the world's acting. nicest person. Yeah. Like but, oh my but god. Man, he's so he good just, at everything. He delivers those lines so well. He just does it. Ugh. And then Willem Dafoe. I mean forced yeah. to be reckoned with. Yeah. Like there's a yeah, there's there's Three really good dudes played Spider-Man villains in this movie, and then the other two. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie, they fixed Jamie Foxx's Electro for sure. And he had the arc reactor, which yeah. I was like, oh, and then when I thought there was a moment Alfred Molina was going to turn again where he was like, the power of the sun. Sun in the palm of my hand. I was like, oh, God. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when he shows back up and he's like, leave him to me. To Norman or to, to yeah. Electro, I was like, oh, man, this is not good. And then, this is bad. And then he turns around and rips the arc reactor off of Electro's chest. Uh, I was like, oh, yes. Uh, I just loved it so much. And I love then, how fast he went from like, I don't need to be fixed to like, oh, wow, it's quiet in my head. It was so good. It, Such a good movie. Uh, Tom controlling the nanobots. Yeah, this, this was the best MCU movie in a long time. It just hasn't been. It's the most. Yeah, it's, it's the best. I, I hesitate to forget how much I liked Shang-Chi. Yeah, I mean, but that's not even on the same like level. Right, right. But then you're talking about Endgame, right? Yeah. This is the best MCU movie since Endgame. It's like, no, well, this, yeah. is, this is the best MCU movie since before Endgame. What would this This have is been? significantly better than Avengers Endgame. Significantly. Oh, I don't agree there. This is significantly better than Avengers Endgame. This will what age is, better. I, oh, Endgame is going to age like fine wine. No, it's not. It is already, visually, it has already aged like fine milk. <laughs> But there will be a time where I can sit down with my kids and we'll get to Endgame after like a month of watching MCU movies every night, and it'll be like, oh, this. And is they will, so and they will feel miserable about it. <laughs> you will, you will be, you will show them Avengers Endgame at the end. You'll show them Infinity War at the end of a month of watching Marvel movies, and they'll be like, Dad, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Dad, this this stopped being fun five movies ago. Can we please stop? You're like, no, 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 no. Okay, first of all, you gotta watch Captain Marvel because I came in the middle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And then you got to watch gonna be like a weird tonal shift. It's going to be a weird tonal <laughs> shift. Yeah. Like we probably should have just done it first, but you got to, whatever. Um, you got to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. You got to watch him and the Wasp. And then you got to watch Endgame. And then we're still not done. And you got to watch Believe Avengers Endgame. And then that ending is going to happen. And then, and then you're going to be like, actually, um, we have to watch one more Spider-Man movie. And it's not very good. And then we can just take a couple days off and like completely reset because boy, how do we have like like eleven TV shows to watch? Yeah, and we got to watch Black Widow. And you got yeah, kind of you got to <laughs> you got to put the put your hands together and be like, okay, kids, now we go off the rails. This is <laughs> this is Wandavision. <laughs> Let me tell you, before we watch Wandavision, how would you feel about watching eight seasons of watching Malcolm in the Middle? <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Spellbound and 
And uh, I love Lucy. And I love Lucy and uh, Malcolm in the Middle and Modern Family. There's hey children. There's 15 seasons of Modern Family, but it's good. You'll love it. Yeah, for for a while. Yeah, and then we'll you'll get watch very this tired of everybody except for Ed O'Neill and Ty Burrell. You'll watch this one episode of WandaVision and be like, oh, they did the. I get it. Totally worth it for a five minute payoff. Yeah. <laughs> Kids. Well, case of the Mondays. Am I right? Yeah. Kids, this is why your mother divorced me. But you know what? Now I have more time to watch. I love Lucy. Yeah. Once we get to once we get to Loki season two, it really pays off. I promise. <laughs> you know what, kids? Actually, just watch whatever of this you want to watch. Pick up wherever. If you have questions, I can show you the source material. I've seen it all, which I can't even say for Star Wars because I tried, man. But that Clone Wars show is unwatchable. Mm-hmm. But uh, Book of Boba Fett starts like Friday. <laughs> I know. I know. We got to finish out Hawkeye, and then we're going straight into Book of Boba Fett, which I'm yep. excited about. Those episodes will come out at some point because Christmas. Yes. <laughs> they will happen eventually. Anyway, we're talking about the MCU. The Maku, as it were. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Marvel. Mar- Marvel, Marvel Skinematic Universe. Yeah. Hey. We've got, I believe, um, like four movies coming in the first six months of 2022, and then I have no idea after that. I don't know, man. I know they keep they keep making stuff. People keep seeing set photos from shows, and, and it's getting harder to hide this stuff because they're filming everywhere all the time. They're filming everywhere, and they have every actor in the world involved right right like, like the fact that the fact that guys like timothy chalamet can find time to do dune because they're not involved in the mcu is incredible yeah but he'll get his yeah. he'll get his time oh yeah when they do another spider-man trilogy and they're like we need a harry osborne we need a harry osborne and or timothy spider-man like, or spider-man dude the Chalamet has been like i've literally been waiting for this moment kevin feige's gonna call him a day and he's gonna be like finally i'm the only person not involved Except, oh, if they put him in as, like, Timothy Chalamet as Cyclops, I'm like, uh, uh. No, when they reboot X-Men for a third time, they'll have no choice but not to use him. Do you think it'd be Cyclops or Gambit? Timothy Chalamet? Yeah. I think he'd be, um, yeah, I think he'd be Cyclops. I forgot who Cyclops was, and I was like, see me the guy with the eye beams. That's yeah. Cyclops. Oh, it might be Nightcrawler. Oh, Nightcrawler. No, they Nightcrawler, I think, I don't know. The problem is, when they remake, they remake... Uh, they remake X-Men for the third time. They're going to have a hard time finding somebody to be Mystique. Yeah, I don't think Jennifer Lawrence liked it very much. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> this is Although Charlie it, D'Amelio. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, she's the only person left alive that will do it. Who this is Kendall girl? Jenner as Mystique. Addison Ray. <laughs> Addison Ray wouldn't do it. Are you kidding? She'd be like, I made you croak em boosh, you croak em douche. <laughs> no way, she no way. She has way too, much, uh, Ross. way too much respect. <laughs> <laughs> way too much respect <laughs> yeah x-men you got like god who's left you got like jeff daniels playing professor x jeff daniels is professor x i, I mean he's like he's like one of the only no brian uh, cranston no way brian cranston has to be yes a he has to be a villain no he doesn't yeah no uh he's next the time they dad and re- malcolm in the middle <laughs> next time yeah but he's also heisenberg i know but I think I think he could make a um, great professor. Next time they reboot X Men, which I know they will, uh, uh, Charles obviously Xavier, Charles Xavier needs to be black. Let's let's be real here. Mahershala Ali. No, Mahershala Ali is Blade. And he can be both. That's what they do, right? They just like we'll just put Mahershala Ali in every good role. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne isn't even Morpheus. He also yes, he is, is already in the MCU as Goliath. Was he? He's in Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh yeah, you're right. God, so many of these movies. <laughs> 
You got you got Kurt Russell and his child already knocked off. Haley Steinfeld's already in it. Yeah, Jeff Bridges Charles already Xavier. been in it. Jeff Bridges has already been in the MCU. He's Obadiah Stane. Oh, Jeff Bridges. I'm sorry. I was saying Jeff Daniels. No, I was like what? <laughs> Jeff Jeff Bridges started the MCU. He was the first villain. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've used every white actor, but there are plenty of black and people of color actors that we can pull from. That's true. But they're they're, they're, they're going to have to replace every single person that's in Black Panther, apparently, one at a time. Why do you say that? Well, Chadwick Boseman died, and now uh, uh, Shuri, what's her name, is out. She's like an anti-vaxxer. Right? Yeah, she's an anti-vaxxer. COVID denier. And they were like, yeah. nobody wanted to work with her. Just God, at sucks. this point, at this point, cancel it. Please, God. Just just cancel it. I think they're probably just going to keep making it. I'm sure they are. You know who's not in the MCU? Hayden Christensen. That's true. Um, Thomas Hayden Church is, but not Hayden Christensen. Who's Thomas Hayden Church in the MCU? Sandman. Oh, you're right. I didn't even recognize <laughs> it. God. Who's the one we're talking about right now? Brendan Fraser. <laughs> not in the MCU yet. No, he is in the DCEU, though. Yeah. Doom Patrol. Jason Momoa. Not in the MCU. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is Charles Xavier. No. Can you imagine putting Henry Cavill in a wheelchair? Henry Cavill should have been Icarus. That's what they were trying to do, right? They were like, yeah. Henry Cavill, please, for the love of God, he's be so in our busy. movie. He's so busy. <laughs> he's so busy. He's like, I'm, I toss a coin to your wheelchair. He's like, you have no idea how long these winter shoots take. <laughs> Also, I'm playing Warhammer every night. I yeah, do not I'm playing have Warhammer time. every night. I have the greatest Warhammer group ever. Basically, me, Jason Momoa, yep. and that dude for, that played Flash Thompson in Spider-Man 2002. What's his name? Uh, what's that dude's name? I don't remember. Oh, yes, you do. It's like Joe DiMaggio, but it's not. I can't even picture Flash right now from the original Spider-Man. Joe Manganiello. Ah, of course. And they got Jared Leto. They're wasting Jared Leto's Michael Morbius. Disagreed. I think that looks very cool. Yeah, but it's not MCU. <coughs> okay, but it's, it's Venomverse. Got no, it's got Vulture in it, which makes it MCU. It's got Venom in it, which makes it Venomverse. It's got Spider-Man PS4 in it, which makes it Spider-Man. It's it's a multiverse breaking film. Well, it comes out before Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. So we'll see. We'll see where it lines up. Good performance by old Benedict Cumberbatch here. I think he's finally got the hang of the role. Yeah, he's finally he's he's a he's a he is somebody who if I was acting with and he was playing an angry character at the end of the scene, I'd be like, hey man, are you did I piss you off? I'm I'm sorry. And he'd be like, oh no, of course not. My my fault. Just acting. Just acting. Acting. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. How do you do that, sir? How do you do Please. that? Call me Stephen. Dr. Palmer. Dr. Palmer. She's Where's my emergency it? stash of goose juice and moose juice? <laughs> <laughs> How the much Grinch emotional eating have I been doing? Is not in the, uh, Jim Carrey is not in the MCU. Christian Bale, not in the MCU. Christian Bale is Charles Xavier. I'll be real with you. I'll be real with you. Pattinson Batman looks awesome. Looks very good. Looks Andy awesome. Serkis is Alfred. That's Andy, Andy Serkis is Alfred. <sighs> with the with the like 67 Impala Batmobile. Yeah. <sighs> Did you know? I don't know if we've talked about this. Pattinson was like, I'm just not going to get ripped to play Batman. Yeah. And they were like, you have to. And he was like, no, I don't. They made Taylor do that for Twilight and he was miserable and I refuse. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. And it ruined Taylor's career. Yeah. They were like, it'll make your career. It ruined it. Yeah. Pattinson at this point doesn't, he can just do whatever he wants, right? He doesn't. He just shows me. He's like, listen, I'm gonna do what I want to do. They're gonna keep. Me to act they are gonna keep <laughs> casting me for these A24 movies. I promise you. <laughs> I don't have to worry about anything. I can do the lighthouse of Willem Dafoe all day. All day. We had a lot of fun. 
And it was the coolest. Yeah. I bet you when they shut the cameras off, those two were just like best buds. Uh, I bet Willem is an insanely nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about Because if he was his... Mr. Crazy Method Actor, we would have heard it by now. Right. Oh, God. He's. So I, I guarantee and... you that he can just, he the camera goes off and he's just like, yeah, so anyway, what I was saying earlier before that take. Right. Uh, Look, they got me working on this Marvel movie again. <laughs> got to be Norman Osborn in a hoodie. And you know what I said? I said, I'm not I, wearing the mask. Put my face on screen. I said, I'm breaking the mask the first time. <laughs> Poor little Norman. Oh, man. He's they, John Watts, I really felt like was like, listen, Sam, I got you on the phone. You did an OK job of portraying this crazy. I'm going to do it better. I'm just going to tell you right now. John Watts had this movie nailed to the wall because it, it like it doesn't feel like a Russo Brothers movie, right? Like it, it still has style. It feels like a I mean, it feels like a Raimi movie. It feels like. Yeah. Like. It, it he did a very good job of emulating the director styles. Right. I don't know who directed the Amazing Spider-Man series, but like emulating that while they're on screen. And like something I was really worried about was like, are they going to use the stylistic moves of each Spider-Man? And they did it very well, especially because uh, I think the one with the most style was Amazing Spider-Man. I think that that goes without say that like yeah. the way they did the action sequences yeah. was like amazing um and i thought john watts did a really good job of paying homage to that and like yeah any t- there was that fight scene with electro where you know they slowed everything down and you can see the bolts moving and you can see oh i just thought it was amazing so good. and it's clear that all of these dudes were just so happy stoked to be back in the role being part of the mcu i think if you're toby mcguire you got to wake up every day since 2008 and be like why is my spider-man not in this right or andrew garfield for that right matter. like why and that's the thing is like they, all these people, Garfield, McGuire, Alfred Molina, Willem Dafoe, Jamie Foxx, they're all sitting there like, man, we put our hearts and souls in these movies. And now we got to watch Avengers Endgame make $3 billion, right? Like, Right. And, and now they get to happen. be part of it. None of this would have happened if it weren't for, especially Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like that changed the way that we watch superhero movies. Yeah. To to the X-Men and to Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Absolutely. Ah, the, the, this movie did the nostalgia factor perfectly. It did fan service perfectly. I tried to go like, and developed I, their characters further. I tried to go back in with zero expectations, right? Like when when our friend James was like, "You guys want to see the Rotten Tomato score?" I was like, "Literally no number would surprise me. 100 yeah, wouldn't no, surprise this, me. Zero wouldn't surprise me." Yeah, like if this was like, "Oh, it, it's bad. Yeah. It's awful." Yeah. If if every critic came out and was like, "This is the worst. This was a mistake. Disney delete this one. Start over." I would have been like, "Yeah, totally." And if they if they came out and they were like, "This is the single best movie that's ever been made in history," I'd be like, "Yeah, cool, got it." Like nothing would have surprised me. Yeah. I think the, honestly, the thing that would have surprised me most of it is it came down like a fifty. Yeah. I figured it was going to be extreme one direction or the other it was either going to be a, a 14 or a 99 i will say mentioning one direction there were no one direction singers in this movie that's true you have four at least you have four former one direction members that have not been cast the mcu yet which i think is is something you have five in sync members and i think five backstreet boys that haven't been cast in the mcu yet uh i there's only like one of those 10 people who does acting gigs though, right? Timberlake? No. Yeah. Oh, Timberlake. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. He's like a proper- Well, Styles has been cast. Styles has been cast. I was talking about NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Oh. Um, no. You think uh, of Lance Bass? Lance Bass does those little cameos. Lance stuff. Bass yeah. would be in the MCU. He I would, would take like Lance a, Bass in the MCU as Lance Bass. Yeah, or he'd be doing cameos or something. If yeah. like J. Jonah Jameson was like, Lance Bass from NSYNC, what do you think about Spider-Man? <laughs> Lance Bass was like, I think Spider-Man's great. I think Spider-Man's great. 
I'd like to give him a hug. I'd like to. I would hug Lance Bass. If Lance Bass was like, I'm giving out hugs. He I'd looks like, like a spider and he crawls like a bug. Why can't we all just give him one big hug? <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> The only thing that made me sad is there wasn't one of those like New New York wasn't really a character in this movie. Oh, I, I not as much as I would have liked, but I do think John Watts came into this and was like, Spider-Man doesn't like New York can be a character and it doesn't have to be Manhattan. And I like that he's committed to that through all. No, the for sure. But what I wanted was a like like a Spider-Man. Uh, it's either Spider-Man one or two where they have the I think it's two. They have the, like if you want to go to get through him, you got to go through us moment. Uh, like you mess with one in New York, you mess with all in New York. That's in Spider-Man one. Yeah. Student of Mets hat. There's, yeah. a, there's a bottle at the Green Goblin. I wanted a moment like that. Yeah. Or like, you know, Spider-Man and the boys go to go to a Mets game. But like Spider-Man being a conspiracy theory, actually, I, I do love. It's just so like sign of the timesy. Oh, yeah. And I hope that we can we can look on it. I hope that it ages well, right? That we look on it in, in 10 years and we're like, yeah, you remember that period in America's history? Where there was a bunch of crazies? Yeah. And not like, wow, it's still just like that. Where we all don't look at it and go, wow, nothing has changed in 10 years, has it? Yeah. Trump 2032! Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, thank you. No, let's talk scores. I don't know what else there is to say about this. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'll, we will talk about it. I don't think we asked for audience scores. The, uh, we're just going to assume that the Bacon and Eggs audience gives it a ni- 95. That's a bold s- assumption. 92? What do you think, Ethan? I think... I think I, I think you can't go over ninety. Okay, the if you're not going to ask, I think you can't go over ninety. But that you should ask. I will ask, and we can we can we update can it later uh, on. yeah update later on. Uh, I'm going to go for a hundo. Ethan hundo. Rotten Tomatoes critic was a ninety four. Right? Ninety four and ninety nine audience. Seventy seven listener. We said it was a ninety and ninety nine audience score. If that ends up being the score, this gets a bacon and egg score of ninety five point four, which is a ninety five. Which I don't think is number one. For this year? Yeah, we had something that was really good. Did we? Um, let me pull it up. No, that is number one. Um, it hits tiebreakers. Our number one is also a 94. Uh <laughs> but it's a 93.6 rounded up. Um, and it was School of Rock. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> Which is a little weird. I mean, they're basically the same movie, right? Yeah. So th- that's actually an interesting point. So um John Watts wanted this. <laughs> Uh, wanted this movie to be like a uh, 80s film, like a coming of age 80s film. So he had the cast watch all of the uh, uh, John Hughes films before uh, coming to set on this one. Really? Yep. Interesting. I don't feel like that came across at all. Oh, disagreed. I feel like that is exactly what this movie feels like. That it feels like a John Hughes movie? Yeah. It feels very coming of age. It feels very grounded in the stories of especially Ned, MJ, and Peter, uh, and their sort of development, you know, their yeah, I mean, about going to college and like, that is true. He does. There's nothing more eighties movie than Peter Parker breaking the literal universe to get his friends into college. No, there's nothing more Gen Z than Peter Parker breaking the literal universe rather than calling MIT. I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's true. If it was an 80s movie, they would have called MIT first. Right. And MIT would have been like, actually, we don't revisit applications for anybody. And then they, then Michael J. Fox would have showed up and been like, we got to break the universe, guys. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> And that's so it's funny you mentioned Michael J. Fox. So when Tom Holland was in that interview talking about that, he said we had to watch these 80s movies, but I want and who I was thinking of as I was playing this Peter Parker character and how I want to be remembered is the same as 
Marty McFly. I want to be this generation's Marty McFly. I mean, I I definitely vibe with that in the way that Tom Holland plays this role. Yeah, I agree. He went to the the, the uh, Marty McFly school of being a charming chuckle. F- that's for sure, <laughs> and of being absolutely wrecked by the Green Goblin, which I guess <laughs> Marty McFly never had to do. Yeah. I lied. This is a 95.4, which makes it one point better than School of Rock. Ninety five overall. Fair. Okay, but yeah, Marty McFly did not fight the Green Goblin, as far as I know, at all. Yet, yet, anything could happen. You want a DeLorean and Doc to show up in the MCU? Michael J. Fox Why coming not? back to fight the Green Goblin as Marty McFly probably can't happen. Probably will not happen. They could. But they could get Eric Stoltz to do it. Who's Eric Stoltz? He's the guy that was supposed to be Barnaby Fly. They got fired. Oh, like yeah, halfway into right. filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like reshoot the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Biff Tannen, he would show up. Probably. I don't know what that guy's doing. He usually does uh, cons as Biff Tannen. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just check and make sure that guy hasn't already been in the MCU. I don't think so. Uh, Back to the Future is the name of those movies. Thomas F. Wilson. Thomas yes. F. Wilson. Tom Wilson. That sounds like the name of a very racist character. Uh, He is in the Patrick Starr show as Cecil Starr. Oh, okay. Who appears That's to be... Oh, he's Patrick's dad. Ah. Uh, let's see. Just making sure that we don't have any, any, nope. He's been in some DC stuff. Voice actor? Yeah. Nope. No MCU. Okay. Tom S. Wilson, the guy, or Tom F. Wilson, the guy that plays Biff Tan, it's still on the table for, for MCU. Charles Xavier. Probably not for Charles Xavier. He's a big dude. Get Christopher Lloyd to play Charles Xavier. <laughs> Come here, Peter Parker. Okay, now, Peter, <laughs> we gotta go in the Magneto machine. Uh, just bring back Willem Dafoe to play him. Just be like, I mean, at this point, I think if they were going to include uh, include Doc and Marty, they would just include Rick and Morty instead. Yeah, although those are both voiced by the same person, so that'd be a bit of a challenge. That's true. But they, I although mean, they would just, are they would just be animated, live action, right? Like, no, there are live action versions of them. Are so there? There's a, yeah, there's a universe in Rick and Morty that's live action, and they have actors that play them. But yeah, just because of the multiverse thing, I feel like like they would just show up like 2D animated, like Who Framed Roger <laughs> Rabbit. I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> So now that you have a, a dog named Pickles, are you going to put a Pickle Rick sticker on the back of your Mazda? No, for many right. reasons. <laughs> One, I don't believe in bumper stickers. Two, uh, no. All right. I don't All really right. watch Rick and Morty. Um, well, what else do you have to say, Ethan? I think it's about rap time. It is about rap time. I would agree with that. I would agree with that rap. Um, you got any final thoughts about Spooderman? I have a lot. Spider-Man. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut my thoughts off. Okay, fair enough. We'll be back um, tomorrow to talk about Hawkeye. Well, Monday, talk about Hawkeye episode five and Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk. Just glad I was right about that one. You think Zaddy Maddie will be in the... Uh, I think the every time you call him Zaddy Maddie, uh, an angel loses its wings. <laughs> that's a, I think that's a fair trade. Yeah. I'll take that. Okay. Uh, do I think he'll be in Hawkeye? Probably not. Maybe. Charlie Cox, man. You know what I like about Charlie Cox is he's not a superstar. You know? Yeah, he's, he's just not a guy. Like, he's just a guy. He could probably go outside pretty easily. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe not anymore. Because he was in, you know, that big Spider-Man movie. Yeah, with like slick back hair and red sunglasses. Yeah. But like, I, I think that he could probably walk outside and people would be like, oh, hey, what's up? Weren't you that guy? From, I, weren't you that guy from that Mar- or that Netflix TV show? I like the idea of the MCU dealing with the fact that there is like a super Catholic character. Anyway. Uh, yeah, let's wrap the show up. Cool. Um, uh, this has been an episode of Bacon and Eggs. 
uh, Big and Eggs production of the WBNE Podcast Network. You can find this show and more great shows like it at WBNE.org or wherever you find like, your podcasts. Like Unsobered with Julia Kendall, where she talks about badass women in history, which this movie did not have many women in it. No, I it did not. be honest about that. No, and it did were, not. The women that were in it were in distress. So that's, you know, not great. Not ideal. But, but if you want to listen to stories about amazing women in fiction and in history, you can listen to Unsobered by Julia Kendall. There's a preview for that show. Right, y'all? Hi, I'm Julia, the host of Unsobered, Badass Women of History and Literature, the podcast where I talk about the women that the history books, history classes, and the general public often overlook, or who just get a brief mention, but we never really know the whole story of their impact on the world we live in. On Unsobered, I share the stories and histories of these badass, amazing, and strong women, And while I tell you the history we don't get from traditional history classes, I get more and more drunk over the course of the episode. So join me to learn more about your favorite women or to find a new favorite woman that you didn't even know contributed to one of your favorite things with new episodes every other Friday. Producer data graphics are by Vaishan Brandon, Vaishan Designs on Instagram, and our music is by Andrew Scott Bell, andrewscottbellmusic.com. Uh, there's links for that in the description if you need to get great graphics for your podcast or for literally anything else or music any kind. You can contact Andy. He's the best, and I miss him. And um, I hope everybody's having just a wonderful uh, weekend. Happy Spider-Man. Happy holidays. And um, I'm going to go play with my dog. I am going to... I don't know what. Fair enough. Well, on behalf of Tyler Carlin and the entire WBNE Podcast Network, my name's Ethan Edchill. Arrivederci. And with great power comes great responsibility.